to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 428 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along to your weekly fix of randomness, technology and life, brought to you by two random people here in New Zealand. Yes, and I'm at, at the very top, I'm going to say hello to Sonia, Tanya, and uh, Jana, my A team, because all their names end in A, uh, from uh, Court. They're all, they've all got uh, <laughs> they've all got Chris and Sam podcast uh, oh, cards, and they welcome. know they're going to be in, featured in this. So there you go. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to get into that story. That's a big story uh, in a bit. Um, yes. Did I mention the gotcha? Uh, movie on the podcast or not? I don't think you did. I think it was in between podcasts. Right. So uh, about, I think it's eight years ago, uh, I was at, we went to Nevada for a film that I produced uh, called, a short film called Only Humane. And we uh, actually won a couple of awards. We won the Audience Award and we won the um, Best Drama Short Award, which was really cool. Okay. And we met yeah. a couple of Canadians there. So me and Adam went, we met a couple of Canadians there, Ron and uh, Wayne. Had a great time, some great fireworks and all that sort of thing. But one of the things they did is they said, hey, let's just make a quick film while we're here. So within 24 hours, Ron, I think it was Ron, wrote it um, overnight. And then the next day we headed out to Nevada Desert and we shot this um, film. And none of us were really actors. We were all, you know, more behind the scenes sort of guys. So that was cool. And we shot this film. Uh, it was a lot of fun um, shooting with guns and stuff in the desert. Um, I didn't pull the trigger on uh, live ammo or anything like that. Uh, although I think I did throw very loud, big um, thunderbolt freaking um, crackers that look like bullet spurts when they hit the ground oh, and explode, right. which was yeah, yeah. cool. Um, looks good in the film, I think. So, yeah, so uh, that finally got finished. They finally finished that. And it's been picked up for the Athens International Arts Film Festival. So it's made a oh, finalist wow. in there. So, yeah, I thought I'd mention that. Um, I was going to share the thing, but I'm like, oh, it's going into all the festivals? Hmm, guess I'm not sharing it till uh, sharing the festival that. run's done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that's cool. I'm trying to I'm trying to find the podcast episode uh, of when you came back from this trip because you were yeah, telling us whenever that was about the fireworks store. That's the bit I remember. Yeah, uh, Parump had has three industries. That's right: gambling, prostitution, and fireworks. That was the uh, place I was in, and um, yes, yes, uh, it was a wild trip. Uh, and definitely had some good stories on that. So, uh, put the um, put the link in the show notes to the old uh, episode, I guess. Once I find it, <laughs> <laughs> well, what I'm saying is, you don't have to do it now, Sam. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you can put it in later. Um, so yeah, so that's that's cool. Um, another thing I do want to pitch. I'm going to pitch something. I'm going to. Oh. You know, this is the this is the salesy thing. So uh, most of you already know that I have been coaching uh, speakers and stuff for basically a decade now. Uh, Forever. Pitch, uh, yeah, it feels like it. So I've been helping uh, people with their TEDx talks. I helped Sam with his TEDx talk. Yep. And um, I have been working with uh, startup founders with their 
pictures and that. So I'm starting a newsletter, an online newsletter, free, free online newsletter called uh, The Compelling Communicator. Now, the plan is the very first episode will be coming out Monday, which is tomorrow if you're listening on the, to this on the day of its release. There is a chance that I don't get enough done this weekend that it doesn't happen on Monday. So it might be the week after. We'll see. It will be coming uh, out on Monday. It will be coming out on Monday. <laughs> but yeah, so I would love it if um, some of you listeners, if you are interested in uh, communication and the stories, yes. that sort of thing, uh Sign up. I've got nine subscribers as of right now. So, yeah. Where do, we, where do they go? Uh, we will put the link in the show notes because it's a little long. It's compellingcommunicator.beehive.com okay. or .io. Yep. Check out the show notes for this episode. If you're listening to this anytime now or in the future, we will have the link. Yeah. So, show notes, by the way, particularly for the new people, you go to the Chris and Sam podcast. Dot com and you'll see it there and just click on the story and it'll open up the um, click on the tile and it'll open up the uh, show notes. So you're in court this week. <laughs> Are you still in court? Oh Are you allowed to talk God. about it? What's going on? Oh yeah, yeah, I can talk about because I, I I didn't I can talk about anything that's public record. Then there are th- some things I probably can't talk about, but I um, yeah. I'll tell you what happened. So I got jury duty right. We've all had jury duty at some stage, probably. I'm thinking. So Monday morning turned up to a packed assembly room. And my big thing at that point was, I'm not shaving. I'm not shaving this morning. No, I'm going to look dodgy so they don't pick me, right? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I turn up. It's packed. The jury assembly room is packed. Now, they had they, they told us that we've got two uh, courtrooms today for three-day court appearances, like three-day trials. Yeah. And... Um, if you don't get picked on one of those, if you get picked on one of those, you, you're on one of those. If you don't get picked for one of those, you have to come back on Wednesday. And Wednesday, they've got a five-week trial. And I so joked. everybody's like, I want to be picked. Yeah. I want to be picked. Like, my name, I want my name to be picked. So um, they People picked, wanted to do the five-week trial. Every, no, everybody wanted the three-day trial. Oh, so yeah, that's good, good, good. Back, I'm good, good. So they didn't yeah, have to sense. come back on Wednesday and do the five weeks. So, you know, three-day, you can, you can get over that pretty good. So um, they pulled 70 names out of the bin for each of the courts. Yeah. So 70 names, and then you go to the court, and then they do that other thing where they you know, get, pick more names out of those 70, and they get in the jury or whatever. So uh, I didn't get picked. I didn't get picked. My name didn't get called. So they, that was how many were in the room. There was uh, none of us, Tanya... Um, or Sonia or Jana uh, got picked for any of these things. Yeah. So there were 70 people uh, picked, 140 picked out of the people in the room. So there must have been near 200 people at least. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, that's important for later. Okay, so Wednesday, turn up. I'm like, God damn it, I still haven't shaved. Um, looking more furry. Like, they, they, they're not going to pick me as a, as a juror. And so we, I got my name got called, so we went to the high court, and we picked. Uh, it was for the these. These are the charges that were read, right? Okay. Unlawful detention, unlawful yep. taking away, grievous bodily harm, and murder. Yes. Have you ever heard of unlawful taking away? Um. No, I haven't heard that exact term. No. I'd never heard that, and the first thing I, I, I thought it was. But I got context later, but um, I was like. I was saying, like stealing, 
And it's like, no, no it's like kidnapping. kidnapping. Yeah. yeah, and I guess it's kidnapping without asking for a ransom. So yes. kidnapping is, is is kidnapping because you're asking for a ransom. That makes but sense. if you're just um, taking them away without asking for a ransom, I guess that's unlawful taking away. Uh, anyway, Tanya can probably uh, corroborate that because she um, is a law student um, oh. who was with us. So me, Sonia, Sonia and Tanya were sort of hanging out there, um, chatting away. Sonia was so Tanya's a student. Uh, Sonia is uh, more my age, um, and um, Sonia was really, really nervous. Like it was getting oh, yeah, pretty yeah. bad. And so what happens is we're up in the gallery, and the uh, registrar of the court calls out a name, and somebody has to go down. And then you go to approach the bench if you have an excuse. And yeah. then the judge will de- decide whether that excuse is valid or not. And then you will be either uh, told, the judge either says, no, you can serve or Were I'll heaps set of people you doing that? Uh, More than 50%. Actually, yeah, yeah the, way more. Probably 70% of people were, were doing that. Um, and, I mean, I want to put it in this, this terms, right? So for me, it would have been, oh, damn. Because you get paid $63 a day while yeah. you're on the jury. That's uh, less than what I thought. Weeks, I thought it was, yeah. Yeah, five weeks. I, I, that in a week is not covering my rent, let alone anything else. And I don't, I'm not getting holiday pay for going to jury duty and stuff like that. No, so no, I would have had right. to work nights and weekends just to survive through that. So I, yeah. I was like, mm, but I was like, I can't give an excuse because other people got worse. So, yeah, I, I, I determined early on that if I get called, I'm going straight up. So anyway, we're, we're all nervous. And then Tanya gets called up. So she goes, she's like, oh, my God. And she goes and approaches the bench. And she was the first one that was let off, excused, because oh, okay. um, because she's a student. She's like, I can never catch up on five weeks of lectures. No, no, like, five weeks. Is too I much. can't, and, and I think it also helped a little bit that she was a law student, yeah. um, and so she was excused. So she came back pretty happy about it. Um, Sonia was, uh, you know, getting more and more, more and more nervous, but some of the excuses were hilarious. So um, some of them were, you know. <laughs> the one person's uh, this person this so every time the um, juror would speak to the judge or the prospective juror would speak to the judge, it's silent. And then as they walked away from the bench, the um, the judge would turn on the microphone. This juror has uh, personal reasons why they cannot serve, and it may be onerous. I have decided to set them aside should I need them later on, right? Okay. And that, that, and then, but then you get some. This person is very busy at work and is concerned that he may not be able to coach his kid's soccer team. I have decided he's eligible to serve. <laughs> You're That's like, right. I'm not. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to come up there and give some random ass uh, excuse. What? Like he's not. He's not coaching the soccer team five days a week during the day, is he? <laughs> no. 
<laughs> I know. What can I think of that I could say? So that was hilarious. Um, so anyway, uh, one of the guys I know from, uh, I used to work with years and years ago, Sean Salisbury. I didn't see him earlier. And I, it wasn't until I heard his name called out at the thing that I, I, I even realized he was there. Sean got called up. And he went straight towards the box. And I know Sean, he's got a big grin on his face generally. He's just a smiley guy. And he got challenged. So what happens, for those of you who don't know, is as you're going up, before you sit down, each of the defendants, and there are four defendants in this, each of the defendants have six challenges. So there's a total of 24 challenges. And so as you walked up, if they didn't like the look at you, or or the crown as well, I guess, um, they can say preemptory challenge or the challenge and they, they give the name of the client that's yeah. challenging and then they walk off. And so um, he had this big grin on his face, I think. And we were, we were watching the monitor because we were in another room. And uh, I was like, God. I t- and I made a bit of a joke um, to Tanya. I said, damn, I knew I should have worn my Rick and Morty shirt because yeah. nobody would take that seriously. I, uh, I won't do that. So anyway – it goes through, and there's all these challenges. Now, one of the good things about going to the bench, approaching the bench, is that the lawyers get a really good look at you and, and make that decision whether to challenge you or not. Oh, right. Okay. Whereas if you okay. come through the door and go straight into the thing, they've got seconds to, yeah, to yeah, decide yeah. to challenge you, right? And it's a, gam- it's so, a gamble, isn't it? It is a gamble. So I didn't even get called that day, which was great. Um, well, we get to the very end. We're, we're waiting for that last seat, and it took th- two hours to seat – 12 jurors, right? And we get the last one, and then um, Sonia's like, thank God for that. I've got to go to Lou. Like, I think there was about half of them. (laughs) I've got to go to Lou now. She left the room. The jury's going into – they've got sworn in. They go into their room to pick a full person. They came out like five minutes, less than five minutes. Uh, This person cannot serve on the jury. He knows one of the people involved. Oh, So they had to pick another one and we're there for another, you know, 20 minutes while they went through a whole bunch of other people. Talk about stressful. So anyway, we got away with it. So I'm like, right, that's that. And they said, check your thing tonight. So you check the um, answer phone uh, for tomorrow, but you're probably, there's probably nothing on tomorrow. So that's cool. So I checked it Thursday night, um, Wednesday night rather for Thursday morning, nothing on. And then Thursday night, I actually forgot all about it. And Friday morning, I'm lying in bed and went, oh, I forgot to check the jury line, but it's probably, they're not going to start a new trial on a Friday. Um, but I, I rang it from, like, I was still in bed. I just rang it, and it's like, you need to be in. I'm like, oh, my God. So I was like, <laughs> what it, I'm going to, at least I'll catch up with Tanya and Sonia. Um, and Jenna, I actually met uh, that day. Um, I'll talk about that in a sec. And um, so, I right, I'm going to wear the Rick and Morty shirt. So I go in uh, for Friday morning, um, and yeah, Tanya was like, oh, you wore the Rick and Morty shirt, uh, whatever. And that was cool, but only after they removed the excluded, excused people. So Tanya was there for a bit, and then they said anyone who was excused from this case, because they had to throw out the old jury. They had four people that knew witnesses. Oh in gosh. that jury, and they dro- dropped the whole jury and the starting a new jury for f- five weeks. So Tanya got away because she was excused. After they got rid of them, this room was almost empty. There's 49 people oh my gosh, as opposed the to the 200. So the odds were like, oh, okay. 
Oh, no. And yes, every one of us, or my little group of people, got their name called. Your friend Mel got a name called. She had a, a good excuse, and she yep. was uh, she was set aside, actually. She wasn't excused, but she was set aside um, so that if they were short, they can call back on those people um, from memory. Um, but yeah, so uh, Sonia got called, and like I said, she was an absolute bag of nerves. She went up, um, talked to the yep. judge, and she got um, excused. She got excused, so that she was pretty happy. And then... Your I time to shine. Your time to My shine. My time to shine. And I was like, like I've, got a, I've, got a, I've got a weekly podcast that reaches five people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a member of the media. You can't. I can't serve in a <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, um, I was like, oh, I'm, not, I'm not going to do the excuse. I am just going straight on to the straight up there and straight into the jury box. So, And I yeah. had resigned myself to the fact that I am yeah. going to have yeah. to work nights to pay the yeah. bills. Yeah. Uh, and I just got a load of work, actually, on Thursday. Um, so that's cool. I walk up, and I get in there, and I start walking into the – I climb the steps. I'm in the jury box, and I'm just about to sit down. I get um, challenge, around my car. And immediately, like, what do you mean challenge? Why, why are you challenging me? And then I'm like, hang on, that's a good thing. Yeah. And um, I'm out. So life hack, Rick and Morty t-shirt, if you are in jury duty. Uh, I'm, I am sure that worked. I went back to the others and they're like, it was the t-shirt. It was the t-shirt. It's like, there you go. Excellent. I got a photo Excellent. of that too. Um, might share it on socials. So, yeah, that well, was my uh, jury duty uh, story, I think. Well, we were well, sort we of – I was wondering if you were going to be um, tied up for five weeks or not. I, I honestly thought I was going to. Uh, and I, I met Jana there um, at the beginning of the day, like when, in the assembly room. And I said, hey, Jana, do you remember me? Because she uh, was a massage therapist at um, Les Mills apparently oh, 20 years ago. I don't think it was that long ago, but okay. Um, and... Um, yeah, and I used to when I was at telecoms. I maybe it was twenty years ago. Um, so yeah, um, it's funny because she goes, "You haven't aged at all." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, Is that a good I'll take thing? that." Yeah, I guess, or I always looked old. Who knows? <laughs> so anyway, on that one. So there's a, a shout out to these guys for for that. Um, oh, and I did go to Ha Ha Hamilton on. Um, Yes. On Wednesday night. Uh, it was it was a really good show, the really good MC. I can't remember his name. I really quite liked um oh, what's his name? Vince <laughs> Vince Joel Vince. Joel Vince. Uh, he had this bit about eating ass, which I can't even talk about really. No. But no. it was it was brilliant. It just went on and on, way beyond the comfort zone, and he was a very dry delivery. It was it was really funny. So uh, Adam McFall, shout out to Adam. Uh, he he turned up for that, so uh, we were sitting in there. I got picked on again, but pretty much everybody was getting picked on these days, um, so not too bad. Because <laughs> he, he made some sort of one of the – I think uh, one of the um, guys, or it might have been the MC, made some sort of um, – gay joke or something and then looked at me and go and made it out that I was just like 
totally anti-gay and just he kept, oh. he kept wrestling me about being anti-gay and I'm like I'm not I'm not what, what are you doing like and so some, I'm in line for a beer and a break and the woman in front of me starts talking to me and we're chatting away and I'm like by the way it's not, I'm not anti-gay like I was a defensive uh, anyway, it was good fun. So, haha, Hamilton every every month uh, definitely worth um, checking out. What else have you got? Um, well, nothing like a good con, Chris. Good con. Con. This guy worked out that Chorus, who installs fiber everywhere, has a lot of skip bins that they hire from waste management, um, and they throw all their waste into these bins. So he somehow, I don't know how, because he's never worked for either of these companies, he worked out that Waste Management created an invoice. No, sorry, Chorus. Yeah, yeah, they sent an invoice to each other and they just paid it, right? So this guy would get higher bins under Chorus from Waste Management, hire them out on Facebook, get the money deposited to his account, and Chorus would just pay the bill. He made $42,000 over two years. He was hiring out up to nine bins a day. Oh, my God. And the way he got caught was somebody saw the ad on Facebook and said, oh, that's a waste management bin. And they looked up because they worked for waste management. They looked up and they were like, oh, that's the one of the ones we use for Chorus. And that's how he got caught. He sometimes used to also dress up as waste management people and drive around in a vehicle as well. But yeah, he made $42,000 in a two-year period for at least 333 orders. So, you know, he was 280 bucks he was hiring them out for on Facebook and people were like, oh, yeah, we're getting a good deal. The rubbish would be picked up and Chorus would pay the bill. (laughs) Wow. Um, They should hire him in marketing. Um I know oh, it's like a weird. It's it's a yeah. good. It's sort of a good scam. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, There's I mean, worse scams out there. Put it that way. There's worse scams out there. Like, but I mean, the good thing is that the little guy didn't get hurt. Like, you know what I mean? Like they they got their rubbish collected. It wasn't like they lost their money and got nothing for it. It's just, yep. uh, of course, it got scammed. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. Anyway, which you know isn't good, but there. Did you know that Vinnie Jones has been in the country? Yeah, I saw an ad on TV for because I jumped, I turned the news on one day. I forget uh, I that you watched the first time, TV. I, I think it was the first time I watched TV this month, but yeah, um, or in a month, um, but yeah, uh, I saw it, he he did an ad, and I was like, oh, Vinnie Jones was in New Zealand. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so but yeah, it's called Tracked. Is the TV show. It's similar to that one I was telling about ages ago uh, that they did in Australia and the UK, but I think this one's mainly set in the bush. I might be wrong, but I think it's in the wild. $100,000 is the prize. There's 16 contestants. Uh, Most of them are hunters or outdoorsy people. And then the people that are tracking them is um, Dr. Alia Bojula, whoever she is, and Dave Kasapian. And then some special force guys uh, from special forces, and they're all decked out. Yeah, they're all decked out, and um, they look like ninjas. To be honest, they're all decked out. You can only see their eyes. 
because they're still currently ser- they're still currently serving. Oh right. Oh okay. I'm, I'm assuming that you say yes or something. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're going to track them. Nobody's allowed to know who what they're who they who they are. Um, they're just called Kahu One and Kahu Two. They've got more than 35 years experience tracking people. <laughs> um, and they've got people. It's a very specific skill set. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. And they've got um like people from New Zealand, the US, Australia, and the UK. I think in reality, without TV crews and stuff, these guys would probably find you pretty quickly. Like the yeah, game yeah, would be I, over real quick. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I agree. For, for TV, they've got to make it a little bit more um, uh, suspenseful. So they're going to they're gonna pull that out a little bit. It'll be interesting. Actually, I will be interested in watching uh, one or two of those. I did see the ads they were running last year for being one Ask. of the people being tracked. Oh, they were okay. advertising that quite a bit. Like, do yes. you, are you fit? Can you, uh, know, do you know the bush? Um, yeah. people, this is the premise of the game show. We're looking for people to do this. You'll be, um, set off and you'll get eight hour lead or something. I can't remember. Yeah, and like you've got to try and evade them for two days or something like that. I can't remember what it was, but yeah. Um, so, and I, I thought, wow, that sounds interesting. I would be interested if I knew more sh- stuff and I was a bit younger, but I'm not yes. excited. <laughs> Actually, talking about, talking about stuff to watch, I've got two YouTube channels. One of them I found out from you, uh, Corridor yep. Crew. Yeah. Uh, it's a bunch of visual effects artists, and they basically review movies or watch little clips of movies, and they sometimes do it with um, famous people, and they break down how an effect was done. And it's really, really cool. If you're into movies, it's really interesting. The Bollywood series, they're great. They also did one with Steven Seagal. And they yeah, put, yeah, um, they put uh, Steven Seagal, or a.k.a. John Thicke, uh, into the John Wick movie, which is good. <laughs> which, and they, the, the one where they – so there's a trailer of that, but the one where they show how it was done was definitely very yeah. good. It's funny because, um, yeah, you sent me that at the same day that Carl sent me the um, trailer one. <laughs> Of the same thing, of John Thick. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was and cool. Um, the, yep. Yeah, that, so that's really good. I like this stuff. I'm working through watching bunches of content that they're creating. Um, and then the other one is a YouTube channel called Donut, D-O-N-U-T, Donut. And it's a car-related YouTube channel. But a lot of their stuff that I'm watching is they buy all this crap from Amazon or Wish or AliExpress and then they try it out. Or they're doing weird car hacks that they've seen on TikTok. Oh, that, was the, that was the car where they bought the, the, the $2,000 car from China. He, he, went, he, uh, he wanted the cheapest car he could find. So he brought a $2,000 brand new little electric truck thing from China. It ended up costing him over $8,000. Um, it was like $4,000 just to release it from the warehouse in America. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So they go, no, 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 I'm, it's good. It's good content. They actually, both of these channels, Donut and Corridor Crew, are set up as like giant production companies that make different components of the one YouTube channel. It's very interesting when you read their about pages and stuff, and they've both got paid memberships to get more stuff and they're making a lot of money. Like Corridor Crew actually had a video from a year ago. They got hacked and somebody took over their YouTube channel and they did a behind the scenes video. They were trying to work out how it was done. And the guy goes, 
we were down for five days before YouTube could correct it. And we were worried they were deleting all our content. He said, we missed out on tens of thousands of dollars in five days. Um, yeah, because yeah, NPC Man, which is another one I follow quite a bit, they've just hit their 2 million subscriber mark, I think. They you mean um, that. the New Zealand uh, yeah, the NPC New Zealand team? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they do, by, they, um, they do the D&D, Viva La Dirt League or something like that. That's it. Yeah. Well, they built their whole new studio. They got all that funding. So. Yeah, so um, yeah, so there's definitely stuff uh, in there. Hey, I want to talk about one more thing before we go because I thought this yeah, was yeah. hilarious and let's, at let's the time. So this is about a week ago. Um, so it was, yeah, about a week ago, Carl and I were having um, a coffee at Urge, working, working at, at Urge uh, with, yeah, with the laptop, yeah, yeah. and we're right in the window yeah. there, yeah. and we're just turning away um, and and typing and stuff, and uh, these three old guys turn up on on bikes right and okay. the they're not we're not talking lycra they're obviously been riding a while but these are like like farmers in their 60s and 70s or something like that yeah, yeah. with you know normal shorts and a uh, a light raincoat windbreaker thing yeah. and and yes, these yes. three bikes the three bikes were the same model um, I forgot to write down what it was, something stream or something. Um, okay. And they looked slick ass. They looked expensive. Yeah. And and Carl's looking at it and he's like, God, are they electric bikes or not? Because you can't always tell, right? And he goes, Usually if they've got I a would, big frame. Usually, but these didn't look specifically okay. bigger. They, they were solid. They were like, and they had the thick wheels, which is usually a good tell. But yeah. um, he said, oh, I've been you know, riding, and I was riding hard the other day against the wind, and then these three people, boom, uh, you know, over a bit of time, went flying past me. He goes, I'm like, I'm sure I'm not yeah. that unfit. I'm sure I'm not that unfit. And then he came across another guy who's struggling against the wind. He goes, yep, those were e-bikes. So anyway, we're obviously ogling these bikes, and so one of the guys comes in straight over to us, and Carl's like, oh yeah, I forgot it's, you know, a see-through window, it works both ways, it's not a one-way mirror. I know. Yeah, yeah. Glass, that's how glass works, Carl. So the guy comes over and he goes, yeah, 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 they're they're e-bikes, and um, he said, yeah, the youngest of us are like 74 or something, and we've just cycled in from Narawakia. (laughs) Oh yeah, on the the rail I assume so. Yeah, on that on that trail, I assume so. So, you know, they've just left their bikes out there, um, and they go in to the back of the freaking um, yeah, yeah. cafe, and they're just drinking coffee and telling tales. And Carl's going, man, there's like fifteen grand's worth of bikes just sitting yeah, there, easy, um, easy, and they don't care, and we care more than they do, and so we're laughing about that. And then Carl says doing Cal, which is what you would do, I'm sure, because you do these, both of you do these things. What's, what's he, he doing? He, Looking he gets for on the computer to, to find the um, what they are, the model. And he goes, yeah, oh, yeah, no, I, they're, they're not $5,000 each. They're $15,000 each. Nice. 15 nice. grand each. So it's 45 grand worth of bikes just sitting out there. And these old old farmer dudes are in the back just like, ah, and me and Carl are like eagle eye on these things. I don't know yeah. what we'd do, but we would be out there if there was any trouble with them. It was hilarious. But anyway, I thought that was pretty cool. And it just shows that's a whole new industry, right? Because these are people who would never have bought 
a normal, probably never no. bought a normal cycle and got into cycling. But because this e-bike thing has, and the new trails and stuff, has made it accessible, yeah, why not? Exactly. If you got the money. but it's, <laughs> Yeah, that's true. But it's got to be a cheaper alternative to, like this, yeah, it's just a different mode of transport for them. But it's cheaper than buying another vehicle. And and it's easier on older people to do the yeah. cycling than to do walking or running or, you know, like it is easier. So, yeah. Yeah, there's some pretty cool bikes out there. Anyway, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Uh, shout out to Brett, who came up to me yesterday and said, you don't have beady eyes. Um, I must have mentioned that on the podcast at some point. <laughs> and... Um, he he got to the he got to the one where I was talking about throwing lollies from the helicopter with the Jonah Lamu that story yeah yeah and he yeah. goes that sounds a lot easier from a helicopter he said they used to do it on club days from an aeroplane and he said lollies just went everywhere it'd be on house roofs all over the place so. <laughs> yeah it's that's just dumb uh. <laughs> okay all right. Uh, we will catch you next week. Uh, I don't know what's happening this week. Just the usual, I think. But we will let you know in the next episode. Uh, until then, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friends.